Thank you for pressing play. This is Pod With Me. Ready. And I'm very excited about today's guest. She's been through many obstacles and it comes to show us that you can survive anything if you put your mind to it. Get ready, because the pod starts now. I actually believed that I wasn't enough or that I was my guilt or I just thought that's the cards I've been dealt. And that's not true. Ready. Let's go. Roll sound. You're listening to Pod with me, and this is Alex J. Aguiar. Hi, how are you, Rita? Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the pod. Oh, it's a pleasure to talk to you always. Now, Rita, for those that don't know, what is your career? What is that you do to help people? Because she does help many people. Mm, Well, I was led to be here in this place through a a series of many career moves and many different things. But today what I'm doing specifically is I'm a life coach and I do this by either helping individuals working privately or through joining a group program that, you know, host that's called Detox to Destiny, or they can come to a retreat that I host around the world. And from that, it's it's expanding. Um, There's a lot of big plans in the works. Um, how to really get my company to go to the next level so we can impact more people. And really, the purpose of my life coaching is really to rem- to allow people to understand that they have the power to direct their thinking and that how can we help them remove the blocks so that they can awaken to their divine assignment, their calling, what they're truly, truly here for, what their purpose is. That's right, because all of us that come to this universe have a purpose and some are a little lost and can't find the way and Rita here helps them find that way right Mm. correct well we we always say within the team and with my coaches we always Mm -hmm. say that everybody because people think they actually don't have a purpose like a lot of people say no I don't have a purpose it's not me you know I'm I'm just you know and that's not true it's like everybody has a purpose and I always look at purpose like a fixer Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, like a raincoat, the purpose of a raincoat is to keep you dry. You know, the purpose of a light is to give you light. Mm-hmm. And every single soul that's on this earth had a purpose before they were in their mother's womb, you wow. know? And finding out your purpose is a skill, it's a process, it's an excavation. And so we all don't know how to do that. Exactly. So. And many people get, you know, they get, they have some veils that cover their their path to the purpose because some believe that maybe the purpose is being a big star or something huge or you know they believe that that fame is what their purpose is or you know and they get lost along the journey of what is really a purpose about Mm. right Mm -hmm. well i love that you mentioned that because when people come and work with me they say at first they've we call them their egoic goals right and you know this very well from your background and where you've been in showbiz and Um, Yeah, like a lot of the purpose can get clouded by the egoic goals and then and then we feel empty or we feel like where we're going is not like nothing is enough because we're not really truly fulfilled because at the end of the day, the motivator was clouded by ego. So it wasn't an authentic uh, purpose or an authentic, not that it was malicious, like I think the intention is always to well or maybe not i think people get to a point in their lives where maybe it is about like i'm at the point that i just want to help people mm-hmm. right now in my life i'm surrounded by a lot of big sort of different people that are in business opportunities and everything i've been hearing from all of them is i just want to make an impact 
I just want to make it. So I know I'm with my soul. Like I know I'm with the right people right now because that's very much my purpose. But, but that's okay. Like it's, it's a process, right? It's like the hero's journey, mm -hmm. right? Joseph Campbell, right? It's like, you've got to sort of go through that. And then there's sort of an ego death that happens. And then there's a rebirthing process of what's always been there in the first place, that calling, but we just have to remove the fog, the cloud, the, the, the residue, the covering, the veil, as you mm -hmm. said. The veils. And it's funny because last week's episodes on, on our quickies I had uh, Finding Life's Purpose and one episode on that and one on the ego. So look mm. at that and here we are. <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah, and you know, it, I found really this fascinating because um, I come from the beauty world and I created a beauty brand that was really to help people as well. It, there was a legacy behind that and that was really to honor my father. He had cancer and I couldn't find products for him when he was going through chemo and radiation. Anyway, my point is that when I took a, a left turn and I sort of coaching found me and it was through the Course in Miracles that I was able to really understand how to train the mind. Like there's two thought systems in our, in our world and 99.9% .9 of the world lives under the rules of fear. So they are in the habit of listening to the fear thought system. And so what I became fascinated with that, I'm like, oh my God, like I actually can train my mind to see the best in everything. I can actually look at all the good things about a tragedy and whenever something goes wrong, I could say, oh, well, God must be redirecting me without reacting, without, you know, blaming, without going into anything. And it's so it's and it's an honor to be able to to show people like, wow, like we don't know this. I never knew I wasn't my fear. I actually believed that I wasn't the enough or that I was my guilt or I just thought that's the cards I've been dealt. And that's not true. That's yeah. all the stories. The little ship that was programmed into you when, as you were growing up, that people would say, oh, you can never be that. You can never be this. And look, you know, if, if, if it wasn't for you paying attention, then you can change things around. That's right? right. So let's talk about Brita. Brita, where are you from? So I was born in Mexico City. Okay. Yeah. And I was there till I was 10. And then I was moved to Vancouver, Canada with my whole family. And then when I was 30, I moved to New York City. That's a big jump. Yeah, I, I was. Oh, when I was. What 10, happened when I was 20? I, well, I'm at 10. I moved to Vancouver, and I was there for 20 years. Okay. Then I went to. Vancouver. And what were you doing there, as as far as work and stuff? What was your your career back then? You know, I was in my 20s. I was. I, it was a a little challenging. It was dark. You know, I'm. I had cancer when I was 16 years old. And um, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, and that was really my first experience in understanding the mind mm -hmm. and really seeing firsthand that the body, that the, your cells listen to your mind because I was supposed to have chemo and radiation, you know, over a year. And all I wanted to do, Alex, was just feel good so I could go out on a Saturday night to be with my girlfriends or to go to the mall or the dance. And you were at this stage, you couldn't go out obviously well i would have chemo on thursday and then i would have to be in bed every for friday and then saturday i was just waiting to feel so good for saturday so i could go out and so the body i never thought i was sick alex like i never i just like i gotta take these medicines i gotta go get this chemo thing mm -hmm. but let me get over this so i could go out and live my life yeah. 
And I ended up having chemo just for three months and no radiation. And the oncologist couldn't believe. And I just think, wow, like ignorance is bliss. You don't think you're sick. Eventually you're informing the body, I'm not sick. The body's gonna instruct, follow the instructions from, from the mind. And so anyways, and then, but that did lead me to go sort of a, a, a dark path where I developed an eating disorder right after mm -hmm. that. I got into heavy drinking. So my 20s were really um, spent dealing what? with the wreckage of what cancer did. Usually people that survive this, they keep very healthy uh, so it won't come back. Did that ever cross your mind while you were with your eating disorder and stuff that, you know, by being this way, maybe I could trigger something that it comes back? I was just trying to cope. Right. I was just a teenager trying to cope with the emotions, the what just happened to me. I didn't process anything. So I don't think it was at my forefront, like, how can I be healthy more? Like, how can I actually cope with everything that I'm feeling? Exactly. And, you know, I didn't have the emotional aptitude, um, maturity to even handle what had happened. So, but yes, I got into vitamins and I studied nutrition and it, I, it did get me interested in nutrition. And what health. was the, the, the switch? When was that moment that you changed it around? Mm -hmm. Well, I think when, when I wasn't eating and then people started commenting on how thin I was and it just, yeah, I mean, it was clear, but I, I, I didn't have a solution. And here's, here's the deal. Like I just saw that there, there was a big blind spot that happened when I was sick. I never got put into going to see a social worker or counselor. My parents were like, okay, you're in remission, go back to school. Like this is amazing. And then there was this big gap that someone forgot to tell me about or help me through and support me through, which was, how do you feel? What just happened to you? Can we talk about it? No one did that. So I went right into addiction. Amazing. Nowadays, does that, do they have those programs where they help people that, that survive? Yes. Now, my mom just got diagnosed with, how, how interesting too, like twofold. Like my dad died of cancer and I created the product line because of him. And, and, you know, and I had my story and now my mother is just diagnosed with breast cancer and she's going to be okay. She has radiation, but now she's using my products that I created in the legacy of my father. Like, here's the big thing. The Course in Miracles talks about lesson 25. We never know what anything is for. Like, I think I'm creating this product line for this, but then years later, there's a greater purpose. I think I'm doing this interview here with you so I can share a story, but I have no idea what is like, we don't know what anything is for. And we have to stay so open for all possibilities and, and, and not limit ourselves by saying, I know what this is for, because there's a greater, you know, purpose to all our meetings, all our interactions. And so my point on, on what I was telling you about the product line was that it's it's like yeah we i just don't know what it's what it's for but 
when you ask me if there is programs today, yes, there's, uh, there's the development of care now, like volunteers driving cancer patients back and forth to their treatments, like people, available phone numbers. Uh, you know, my mom got like a booklet of phone numbers. If you ever want to talk to someone that's gone through this, just give them a call. They're volunteering. And look how important that, you know, it is nowadays that they have all the, all these support systems for people who survive it and you had nothing at that moment. And, no. and that's, and it led to that. And I was 25 years ago, yeah. So funny enough, in my 30s, I got together with this girl that had the exact same um, meaning we met, um, and she had the exact same cancer I did. And she felt the exact same thing, like I couldn't deal with it, and it only, it, it, she also went into addiction. And so we wrote a program called Cancer's Over, Where's the Party? Meaning cancer's over, and everyone's celebrating, and we're going, where the F is the party? Because there is no party like there's a stage that you have season if you will that you have to really heal and people don't give you the space they're like you should be happy you survived what are you depressed for and it's like and we haven't done anything with it by the way i mean that's a great title right cancer's over where's the party and i did write a book that was about cancer but it's it's interesting so who knows maybe that was supposed to be written and now i'm i'm supposed to do something with it but yeah now that we're talking about it i think you should it's time for it i think so right yeah Yeah. yeah. and tell us about the product that you did for your father what's it yeah so that's called cv skin labs and it stands for cv stands for cinco vidas which means five lives Mm -hmm. because he had five reoccurrences of cancer and um i always knew when you asked me about my 20s like tell me about your 20s and i started telling you well they were a little bit dark you know and that's what i meant by it there was a lot of addiction and the eating disorder and but I always knew, I always had something in me. I was a big dreamer. I didn't really believe that I would achieve my dreams, but I had something in me that told me that I would one day start a skincare line, write a book. And that was on my vision board in my 20s. And sure enough, who knew that part of maybe a, a sole contract I had with my ex-husband, because after Vancouver, I moved um, to New York City. At 30, I got married. And that is when I started CV Skin Labs and when I wrote my book. So New York was all about my career. Um, And that really, you know, when I started, he said, why don't you just go to NYU, take some courses on entrepreneurship and see where you can start. And my dad was still alive at this point. And he said, Brita, you must find a niche. You must make it different. And so one day I walked into his room and he was having side effects from the chemo, neuropathy, swollen hands, hand and foot syndrome. And I went and grabbed some aloe vera that I, we had a plant and a cold cloth and I wrapped it around his hands. And the immediate thing I saw in his eyes, Alex, was this relief. He's like, ah. And I was like, well, what are they giving you in between? And they're like, the nurses gave me that cream, but it doesn't work. And I don't know what to do. And, and th- at that moment, I was like, this is what my skincare line is going to be for. And that's all she wrote. I hired three doctors from Yale and UCLA. And, um, you know, we, my ex-husband f- funded everything. And um, it took me three years to launch it. And we, you know... Every, I did research, I went into chat rooms and I hired a chemist from the UK and we went into massive research for ingredients and everything is taken care of. The bottles were designed for people that had neuropathy so they could actually hold it. Nothing has opened jars so there's no contamination. I mean, 
I thought of so many things to not only are we in environmental packaging, like there's no glue, but the ingredients in it, you know, turmeric, reishi mushroom, basabalol, which were all studied for um, the, the ability to shrink tumors when they were taking internally during clinical trials, even though you can't shrink tumors when you uh, apply topically. But whatever it was to me, it was all just a continuation of, of just bringing that whole story of these ingredients and the brand people i mean it's helped now my mom's using it for her i mean (laughs) right who knew it's just amazing amazing i mean what an inspirational story i think that people that are listening to this uh uh definitely whether they're already made it whether they're not it's just it's an injection of inspiration talk to me about now after you recover from everything Mm -hmm. as far as the addiction as far as everything from where did you go next well in my 30s i still really wasn't recovered i was still active in the eating disorder it was a well i i had tried to go and like i had recognized it now in my 30s i was like i need help i need help because this is it's too exhausting um and i did you know i sort of got some help but i really i don't think i was ready um i think living in new york city really fueled this whole thing about, you know, going to all the magazines, doing desk sites, doing interviews with Telemundo, and just it fueled that thin, you know, thin and, and, and looking a certain way, being in the beauty world, you know this, being in the entertainment industry, it's sort of, it's it's hard, it fueled it. And that's okay, I wasn't ready. I believe that, you know, God's, God gets ready and then he gets us ready. Mm-hmm. And so, in, yeah, in my 30s, it really wasn't until... So fast forward my 30s, I'm living in New York City. Um, I created the brand, um, launched my book. And it wasn't until I turned 40, I actually divorced and um, and got the brand. The brand, we got partners. It was all led by God. So the brand is now in someone else's hand because that's, I believe, I was meant to be the one that had to be in the trenches creating with my meticulous eye for design and and the the chemist saying let let's just put this sort of chemical to make it this to make it the way feel the way you want it let's just put silicone in it or dimethicone i'm like no because the the brand is non-toxic it's completely organic and natural but it had to be efficacious which took a lot of tries because when it's all green it was difficult so i think it took me but now it had to be in the hands of other people who uh, the brand is is doing great and so I turned 40 and I kind of had an eat, pray, love moment. All of a sudden, I was guided to leave New York City. I put all my stuff in storage. I divorced, turned 40, and turned over the company all in the same month, May 2015. So June 2015, I was in two suitcases, no longer running a brand, no longer a wife, no longer living in New York City, and going, who the hell am I and what am I doing? Wow. And I ended up taking a trip over, I ended up traveling through Europe and the Middle East and um, Africa. And I, that is, when you asked me about when did I heal, that's when I started to heal. That's when I just remember, that's when I found the Course in Miracles. I was in Malaga in the south of Spain, an apartment, beautiful apartment by myself with a car and going, oh my God, I'm doing this by myself. So that alone was like, I just was determined to break fears in those trips. Mm -hmm. I was determined to break my own glass ceilings. I was determined to, oh, she can't do that. Oh, yes, she can. 
oh, she can't, like, how is she going to? And through that, I started this coaching company. And I, you know, the company made over six figures in the first year as I was traveling the world in working three days a week and taking the last week out of the month off. And I started to coach people. Then it started with, it's called Detox Your Life and how to detox from. So I had to really start doing my own work because if I was now going to be in the shoes of being trusted by God to help others, um, I had to walk myself out of the darkness to be able to walk someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And so it shut, got real. And I'm sorry if I'm... Yeah, it got real. And so I had to do my work. And in Egypt, I was in Egypt with two other girlfriends. That's Mm -hmm. when it all got real. And that's when I healed a 24-year eating disorder. And today it's almost been like four and a half years. And I'm... I, I can't even believe that I that my own eyes can see myself in the mirror and not be critical or, or judge myself. Like today, I'm a woman of worth. Today, my worth comes from how well I extended love and, and, and who I am as a human being, not what I look like, you know? And I still care about what I look like, but it doesn't define me. And I never, ever, ever, ever thought that would happen in my wildest dreams, ever. And I think people listening to me that have that sort of body image or, you know, like you, you, I don't know if you imagine ever seeing differently, but it's possible. It's a miracle. And it all starts with the mustard seed of the willingness. I just remember saying to God, I said, okay, I know nobody is going to love me in the way I need, I deserve to be loved if I don't love myself. If all I think I am is the size, if I need to be, you know, a size two and that I'm worthy then, that's never going to work. That'll, that I'll always be living in fear because what happens when I'm not a size two? Then In the material world and, the, and, the, and what's not real in life. That's right. So all I did, Alex, this just little thing, but I think it's so profound. I just remember praying every morning and I'm not really religious, but I'm, I believe in, you know, to me, this source energy I call God. And I just, I was, I grew up Catholic, but that was a different punishing God. And today to me, God is love, you know, and all I did as I prayed and I said, please help me to desire your plans for me more than my ego's plans and help me to desire to heal more than to stay stuck and i prayed that prayer for three months and then one day i just woke up and i was like i'm done there was no fireworks it wasn't this magical thing it was just like i'm done it's a feeling yeah i just knew i was complete i was done struggling with that I had gotten that force. It's almost like I was able to bring the invisible world into my problem and I, the strength and the courage were given to me. Amazing. Amazing, Brita. And right now, you're, tell us about how can people get in contact with you and tell us about what you're doing right now. Yeah, so in this moment, now I'm still coaching, but, and it's, it's, oh my God, it's growing. So I run groups called Detox to Destiny, which I run through people, what I did in my own life. Detox from addictions, guilt, shame, old perceptions, old patterns, trauma, through the Course in Miracles, through Kundalini Yoga, through Ayurveda, and through, um, shamanic ceremonial techniques from the sacred feminine which are it's about holding and how to hold any limiting belief with unconditional love it's just profound profound work and i do that through retreats or through work and right now i'm launching my website and can you believe that this business was built and it was built through maybe just 
social media, but no website. So I'm launching my website called BritaAragon.com in two weeks. And um, but they can find me through social media and, you know, Facebook. I have a page. And yeah, so doing retreats right now. I my next uh, group, Detox to Destiny, launches in September. Um, and what's the website? BritaAragon.com. Okay, yeah. Good. And, you and know. And social media? Social media, BritaAragon.com and Detox Your Life in Facebook. Awesome. And the next retreat is in September? The next, no, the next retreat is going to be in Ajijic. Mexico and yeah which is 35 minutes out of Guadalajara and it's going to be in January 2020 and um yeah and I mean there's so many things we're working that I can't speak of right now but, but tell us about a little bit about uh when people get in contact to go to your retreat yeah they come from all over the world I'm sure yeah and is it only women or men as well or it's both and it depends what the themes are like we had one in Ibiza, in Ibiza which was how to uh dissolve the lie of not enoughness and that was both men and women then we went to Tuscany just last fall, which was uh, coming back to wholeness. So we, we healed a lot of unmet emotional needs. I had doctors there, CEOs, athletes. So And then I just came back from Argentina. I did one on the sacred feminine, which was just all women. But in Ajijic, it's, um, it's Mexico. I'm sorry, it's men and women. And it is about breaking glass ceilings and upper limiting beliefs so that you can race that glass ceiling yourself on how to accept more love and more money more abundance because we ha we have that inner barometer that says okay i've had enough love so it's time to go eat it's time to tell to to cause a fight it's time to walk away from this relationship because i'm uncomfortable i'm used to accepting a certain amount of love or content. yeah content and, and and i'm in my comfort zone so we push things away we sabotage things and until you can break your own glass ceilings, you're going to continue to sabotage. So I'm running this with a great, um, another guy that we're just putting together. He's an ex-athlete and he's mm -hmm. just all about this. So, um, yeah, but they come from all, everywhere. It's like they're not just from a certain, and they all have a sacred contract to do this work together, right? Like even you and I, we have this divine mm -hmm. contract to do this and much more that we're talking about. That's right, because uh, Rita's going to have a podcast soon, and and I'm podcast could be three hours, and nobody will turn it off listening Aww. to you. I love, I love, I love everything you're saying, and I want to know a little bit more about the retreat. Uh, people are probably wondering how much is it to go, how long is it for. Mm -hmm. So the retreats are usually we found the sweet spot. So they're eight days, seven nights, equal amount of exploration in the culture. Um, equal amount of transformative work. We also invite other healers to come in, whether depending on the theme of what it's going to be. So breath work or sound healing. And there's equal amount of relaxation and downtime. So the retreats are anywhere between three to $6,000, depending on where, where they are. And um, yeah, and you bring and you bring uh, in the retreat. You you have a lot of specialists from all over and, yeah. and important people that are there just to do that work. It's networking too. Like wow. people meet each other too, and they may go start a business together. And mm -hmm. they're there, and, and you form like friendships for life because you are not only traveling together, but you're doing experiential, transformative work. Like you will walk out a different person. Mm -hmm. 
and it's they're magical they have fairy dust all over them and we do the same sort of concept the first few days it's detoxing removing blocks removing fear looking at your grievances and then the next the last half of the retreat is all about okay so what's the truth and how do you now take all of this and start to apply it to your life like how do you because i'm all about results that's always what i wanted to teach if i wanted people to know that they could talk to me and say she's going to give me a transformation. And again, what we were saying earlier, if I'm going to support, I can only transmit what I've got. If I'm going to support someone's transformation, I have to have gone through that metamorphosis. I have to have known like someone's falling apart going, great, you're exactly where you need to be. Or when someone's doubting, great, that's just ego backlash, you know? So I teach people about the dynamics of the ego so they understand their own ego so that they're no longer a slave to their egos. So it's going to the root of the problem because everything starts in the mind. Yeah. yeah, Thank you so much for being on the pod. You got to come back again. Yeah. And I will let everybody know once the podcast is out uh, for them to go over and listen to to. Yeah. We don't. Oh, she doesn't know the name yet. But uh, yeah, we don't know it yet. But we'll, we'll with you with your brilliance and guidance, we're gonna come with a great name. And um, thank you for just your sweet energy, what you do, for creating. You know, being so dedicated to doing this show for people because, like you said, it's through these conversations that this could not this conversation, but who knows? Again, lesson twenty-five. We never know what anything is for. Exactly. Yeah. And there's one final message you want to let anybody out there that's listening. One final word of advice if they're struggling, if they're, they don't see their, their life as, as having meaning or purpose, what would you tell them? You were meant for great big things and just find someone to support you to remove anything that's getting in the way because you are meant to be living that life and that purpose and everybody has a purpose and I everybody I know that sometimes it seems dark or it seems like you don't and it seems just like your life is passing you by but commit to finding someone that can support you to really discover what you're made of because people when you leave this earth there should be a problem that should no longer exist because you were meant to fix it in one way or another so you don't want to cheat us of your brilliance oh, thank you so much Reed. i can't i mean i could go on and on uh <laughs> until next time i would have to say yes and one more thing don't, don't fall, fall off, off the pod it's a wrap I hope you've enjoyed this episode, but hmm, did you know that we have our very own app? You can go to your app store now and download Pod With Me. And don't forget to visit us on social media. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and until next time, don't fall off the pod. Ready.